Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. About time you got here. I called my brother Cordell to come over to the house. I got this huge surprise plan for her, and um, I think this is the craziest thing I've ever done. Uh, Christiana gets out in two days. So I've got a little plan going. I'm gonna turn the truck into a wedding chapel. song let's get into the recap you guys i am so excited i think this is the first time in maybe since the inception of love after lockup that we've had like a completely new cast is that true yeah no people carried over from season one or two and i am so excited because first of all i was a little bit nervous that it might not be able to retain the true treasure and the true gold that we had from the initial first seasons, especially because life after lockup, I think is not as great, but wow, you guys, they have found a new crop of cast members that have really (laughs) just right out the gate, dog, right out the gate have blown my mind. Fools, everybody, everyone's a fool. And I'm so excited. Um, I mean, obviously, because it's the premiere episode, we need to talk about the cast of characters and what their deal is, who's in jail for what, what's the age difference, how much money people are getting from these. Everybody is a trick. It's not, this isn't like a a Scott situation. Everybody's getting money and God bless them for doing so. Um, we're going to start with Lindsay and another Scott. Lindsay's 27 and Scott is 51. We start off the episode with Sharon, the interior designer, who I'm just going to say it does not look like any sort of interior designer that I would want to work with. (laughs) I think if you look like you get the majority of your wardrobe from the dress barn, like I just have questions about like your aesthetic And how that's going to translate into my home. No shade to you, Sharon. I understand that this is wherever the fuck Mississippi. But I've got standards, you know. And and that's just the honest truth. 
Um, Sharon, the interior designer, comes over to Scott's new home to spruce up the place because Lindsay is going to get out of jail in a matter of days and she wants the place completely decked out for their new family home. <laughs> this is just crazy. She has mailed him um, pictures from magazines of the the ideas that she wants, the type of dining room table, um, the storage space that she wants in her bathroom uh just wow y'all wow um let's address the elephant in the room you guys scott has a lip situation akin to when the kardashians went to the dominican republic and chris got like bitten by something or she had an allergic reaction there's something happening there and i don't want to body shame anybody but it just seemed like there was a concentration. It looked like he had gotten like bad fillers because it wasn't just like that. His lip was puffy. It was like the whole, like between, I don't, what do you call it? The fulcrum between the nose and the lip was all like really red. And it just looked like he had maybe watched a little bit too many of Kylie's IG stories and thought like, yeah, maybe that's the look for me. And you know what? It it wasn't. And I just, I just need a little bit more backstory on Scott's lip situation. And if it's like a, something that I'm going to have to feel bad about later, then I'll take that. But as of now, <laughs> I just, I just want to know. Um, he has moved to Mississippi from New York to be with Lindsay, 27 year old Lindsay. No one knows about his relationship, none of his family, none of his friends. Like I said, she's 27 and they met two years ago on one of those like prison pen pal sites. He has given her in the two years between fifteen and $20,000 despite never having seen her. He's never met her. He's never gone to the jail to come see her. He's just been purely putting money on her books. He's also been taking care of her daughter who we see a picture of him with and her mother i just his her daughter is like maybe 10 and i understand that like no i don't understand i don't i don't understand why you would let your minor child meet a man that you have never met and financially take care of them. That is a weird dynamic, right? It's weird. Purely based on fake phone calls. And that to me is like, is this true love? No. This is, this is a mark. Scott, you're a mark. And if you guys don't know what that means, look it up on Urban Dictionary. She's, he's tricking her. She's tricking him rather. This is amazing. This is amazing already. <laughs> Um, so Sharon, the interior designer asks Scott, oh, why is your girl in jail? And he's like, oh, you know, selling drugs. She's like, oh, you know, that's not a big deal. Thinking it's weed. Like, oh, you know, that's legal now. He's like, um, no, it's crystal meth. She goes, oh, well, everyone makes mistakes. (laughs) Apparently she went on a high speed chase that I think they said went up to 245 miles an hour. Like, I don't. I live in New York. I don't drive. Is that possible? What kind of car? What kind of car was she driving in? The car high speed chase obviously did not go well for her because when they 
were able to catch her. They found meth in her car and that led to her getting time in jail. But you know what? She's almost out. So God bless her. This is not good, y'all. This is not good. (laughs) Let's go on to Maurice, who is in jail for first degree burglary. And he had seven years. And Jessica, 33, a marketing consultant. (laughs) Jessica is from Las Vegas. And she comes from what she refers to as an all-American family. I... I have questions about Jessica because something in her, something about her, um, Liz Bentley of Feathers in My Hair gave me a, a term and Jessica looks shot out to me. There seems to be a history of drug abuse, you know, she's 33, but she looks 40 and she speaks in a way that seems like there were a lot of opiates in her days like I don't know what people do in Las Vegas and no shade to people who live there but like what what do you guys do all day (laughs) I feel like if I lived in Vegas this wouldn't be like a like a um brown sister wife situation for me I'd probably be shot out on drugs myself but I just wonder what the deal is with Jessica she has a very complicated situation her father Dave is really not into Maurice he is he does not approve of their relationship he will not approve of their relationship he's making it very clear even her sister has stopped speaking to Jessica. They've been together four and a half years. And as soon as her sister found out that they were together, she was like, I am not going to speak to you again. Now, again, I'm just curious, like, is that really all it took? And Jessica asked that question too. Like, is it really my relationship that really wanted to end our relationship? The fact that we're sisters, you really don't want to speak to me. They live two minutes away from each other. And she says like, not spoken a word to her in four and a half years purely because she's in a relationship with a prisoner do i think race might have something to do with it absolutely so sister jessica i i just want to have a little conversation with you and find out what the real issue is here um jessica and maurice met on plenty of fish and have you guys used plenty of fish? I found that like, oh, I'm like Nene Lakes, like, oh, girl, the ghetto. That is one of the worst sites. I was on that website or that app for like maybe three days. And I'm like, this is not, this is not going to work. <laughs> this is not going to work for me. Again, God bless if you guys found somebody on plenty of fish. Um, there were zero fish in that pond for me there was like you know maybe a couple stale goldfish crackers that's all I got um Maurice is from Compton and he joined a gang at the age of like 12 or 13 you know it just seems like a very different side of the track situation um I but I'm curious about Jessica because even though she seems like we saw her parents' family, they have a pool. It seems like they live in a nice home and they do well for themselves. Like Jessica was um, driving her mom's old car and and just 
there's something in the milk ain't clean with Jessica. Like, did you guys pick up on that? Because I just thought it was very strange. Um, turns out that Jessica and Maurice are married. They got married six months into their courtship, if you, if you will. And she bought them each $2 wedding rings. And we see pictures of them. You know, the typical jail photo shoot that we we get is like, you know, those like old school 90s pictures with like the airbrush in the back. Just true romance class from tip to toe. Then we see the end of Jessica's scene is that she ends up going, production ends up like tricking her, not tricking her, but like cajoling her, coercing her really into uh, driving outside of her sister's house. Jessica's really nervous because like I said, they have not spoken in years, but we end up, she ends up like driving maybe like a few houses down this is like a very conspicuous situation. One, surely Jessica's sister is familiar with her mom's old car. Two, they only live two, two minutes away from each other. So three, that's her sister. Obviously she knows what she looks like. And four, there are cameras in the front seat. So wouldn't that be a little bit of a, <laughs> of a tip off for you? Even if you weren't thinking like, oh, my sister might be watching me from afar. I think you would notice the camera crew and think, oh, what would that be? And then you're like, oh, that's my mom's little car. Oh, that's my sister. That's really fucking weird that she's sitting outside of my home just chilling there with a the camera crew. Her sister actually comes outside. She goes and it looks like she goes to get the mail. Jessica <laughs> speeds off. And this is where I think, like, I just wonder about Jessica's mental situation because she's like, oh, my God, I don't want her to see me. She speeds off past her house in the direction of the home with her mom's old car (laughs) thinking like, Oh my God, do you think she saw me? Like, yeah, Jessica, I do. (laughs) What do you think you dummy? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Next couple is Christiana, who was 35. She's in jail for secondary burglary and she has three years and we meet John 46, who is a youth service professional. (sighs) I know I keep saying I have questions, but boy, 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 I have probably the most questions of all with John. Here's what I love about Love After Lockup is that from season one, we came into this situation thinking like, oh my gosh, here are all these quote unquote normal people who are bringing in prisoners into their home, into their life, into their ecosystem in their universe and oh my gosh this is going to be really weird we find out more often than not that the people who are not prisoners are just as if not significantly more strange than the prisoners themselves and this is definitely true of john john is a half lakota native american and he lives in iowa they again met on a prison dating site She is in jail. Christiana is in jail for a parole violation for escaping from a halfway house. She had one of those tracker ankle monitors and she cut it and cut out and they caught her and now she's back in jail. They have been dating for three months, months. When we get the scene of him on the phone with Christiana, 
The first thing she says is truly so romantic. I cannot wait to suck your dick. Mm, okay. Um, she's going to be out in a matter of a couple weeks. <laughs> I just can't even get through this. It's so weird. Um, John has been married four times and he's been engaged two times, but he's in love with Christiana and he thinks that this one is going to be the one that sticks. The next scene we see with John is he's outside working on his truck or so we think his brother Cordell comes over and he informs Cordell that he is going to be converting his, the back of his truck into are you ready for this into a wedding chapel slash honeymoon suite he even got a mattress <laughs> what are we even doing y'all <laughs> what are we, what's happening here <laughs> so the deal with christiana is that once she gets out of jail she has got to go straight to the halfway house the halfway house is three hours from the jail and they're you know on a deadline they she has to get there within a certain amount of hours otherwise her ass is going back to jail so they have john says that they have 30 minutes to basically get this done christiana has no idea that she's that he wants to get married on the side of a road in the back of a truck and then have sex in the back of the truck on the side of the road and then go to the halfway house like ma'am sir (laughs) what (laughs) John is a whole weirdo. He is like so nervous. He and Cordell, somehow he manages to get Cordell to help him build up the stairs that are going to go up into this matrimonial truck bed. (laughs) And, And I mean, it looks like he has like a, like a huppa set up like an archway that's that's in the back of the truck there's a a platform he's really like bobby burke of prison weddings like (laughs) if bobby ever gets off queer eye and they need somebody to do a little bit of construction you might want to you might want to call john up he's got some very inventive ideas um Oy, 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 oy. Uh, he thinks that Christiana is going to stay on the Strait of Nero in narrow because she hasn't had something on the outside to look forward to before the last time she got out of jail. And he thinks that he is going to be the one that sets her straight, that their love is going to be the thing that sets this lady who has had a history of recidivism in the prison system <laughs> that their love for each other is going to be the thing that keeps her from going back to jail. We meet John's 18 year old daughter named Sapphire. She comes by the house. Producers ask John how many times, how many kids he has. John has to count two times. Um, Sapphire is Chase, there's Willow, there's Brooke, there's Autumn, there's Summer, there's Winter, there's, you know, Meadow, whoever the fuck. And finally, he's like, um, I have eight kids. Eight. This man is 46 years old. He's got eight kids, two of which still live with him, but we don't see those kids 
Thank God for them. <laughs> but we do see 18-year-old Sapphire. Sapphire seems like she has, you know, as we can expect from a typical reality show child, seems to have a good head on her shoulders. And Sapphire had no idea about Christiana, but as soon as he tells her, she's like, you know what, frankly, I'm not surprised. My dad really falls in love, like, willy-nilly, and Sapphire delights us with a story of how one of John's girlfriends he got because he put up an ad on Craigslist asking Santa for a girlfriend. And that's how he got with one of his girlfriends. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. When John tells her her name, Christiana, it's Christiana blank. They censor out her last name. Clearly, Gen Z Sapphire looks up her name immediately on her phone and she's like, scroll, 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 scroll. Um, hey, dad, you know, this lady has over 30 charges online. But John is trusting his instincts. <laughs> Sapphire, again, tells on her dad in the best possible way. This bitch is made for television. She's giving us all the tea. And I'm thank God for you, Sapphire, because I feel like John would have left a lot of things out. Here's bomb drop number 15 from John. We're 12 minutes into the episode. <laughs> and Sapphire says, hey, dad, maybe you should really think about and be concerned about Christiana that maybe she's going to lead you down the path back to jail yourself. And we find out that John is an ex-con. 
because he 10 years ago John used to be a check scammer and he gave us all the game that basically he would um write checks but like change the last couple of numbers so that it would take a while for them to realize that like the numbers on the account were different or something like that I'm not really sure how he did that with checks but he did it clearly not very well because he his ass went to jail for it but John's like what the hell I think I'm reformed I'm you know it's time to live a little this is the love of my life right this is the first time I've had such a deep connection okay John okay okay next we're gonna go to Quaylon, who is 29 he has been in jail since he's 17 so he's been in jail for 12 years for armed robbery and his girlfriend is chevelle who's 31 and a business owner chevelle is a single mother to a five-year-old daughter um she met Quaylon through a friend who was dating a guy in jail um Quaylon and the guy i guess they were friends Quaylon wanted a girl to talk to to keep company, keep his mind off things, and they've been dating ever since. They've been dating for two years. Um, Quaylon says, by the way, she pronounces his name differently than he does. She calls him Quaylon, I think, but he calls himself Quaylon. Um, so I'm going to go with his pronunciation since it is his name. <laughs> um, Quaylon says that Chevelle opened up his heart. This is a situation that I feel worse about, I gotta say, because to be in jail at such a young age, and it isn't like he's even been in and out of jail, he's been in there straight since he was 17 for clearly a high-intensity, terrible situation, He's, and he even says it's like he's never, you know, all of his 20s were spent in jail. He has no idea what it's like to live in the real world in a real way. He has no life skills that you would get from living life outside. And I just feel for him. I really do. I can't imagine going to jail at 17, coming out almost 30. He has no idea. I mean... Obviously, they smuggle, you know, uh, uh, cell phones and stuff, like, but, like, really, he has no idea of, like, what the world is like, and imagine, like, 12 years ago, in terms of technology and how, I mean, the entire Obama presidency he missed, like, can you imagine, like, I, he's gonna get out to an extremely different world, and I just worry about how he's going to do that. Chevelle seems very, like, into the fact that, like, she wants to have a husband and a father for her daughter and that this was not the life that she ever expected. She never anticipated being a single mother. And just to put all of that on somebody who is not used to responsibilities like that, like, I think she's not really thinking very straight. And I think... There are a lot of hard conversations that are going to come up, a lot of hard situations that I think she has no perspective on, that she's not going to understand, that this man is not capable of something like this, you know, like, 
I just, I just don't know. And he didn't give me like, like Lamar from Lamar and Andrea vibes. Like he was in jail for, I think, 18 years, but he's in his forties. So at least he had like some time to understand and to grow up. I just, excuse me. I don't think Quaylon is really mature in the way that Lamar is. And I hesitate to even call Lamar mature because he's, I don't know. I, he, Lamar has like more of a fatherly paternal instinct that I just don't think that Quaylon is capable of. I just don't think he's capable and that's okay. But like, I don't think that Chevelle understands that. Um, Chevelle is like talking to her mother and I think two cousins or maybe a cousin and a brother about how excited she is that Quaylon's coming out of jail her mom and her very yellow gold lipstick and <laughs> and um eyeshadow I, I don't even remember what makeup is like I haven't worn makeup in months but um she's not having it she thinks that this is that Chevelle's too trusting and then up on the screen pops an article from the New York Times about how Chevelle, Chevelle lost $15,000 from a promoter in New York who had promised her a lot of, she was like a rapper. Apparently this promoter swindled her out of 15 K making a lot of promises about like, Oh, I'm going to make your career blow up. We're going to do this, that, and the third. And when it came time for that to happen, the dude ghosted on her and there goes her career and $15,000. Um, then we get a scene of Chevelle going through pictures of Quaylon's, what looks like a prison photo shoot. I mean, obviously it was, he is, you know, gray sweatpants, akimbo and various types of plastic furniture against a background of what appeared to be like a fox, a mural of a fox. <laughs> I don't know. They are very excited to see each other. Chevelle, unfortunately, lets us know that, um, Quaylon is extremely horny and that he has taught her the art of phone sex and of no I'm not even nope can't I'm, I can't even say it I can't even say it he <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> taught her about masturbating over the phone okay um Quaylon clearly has the sexual maturity of a teenager he is very excited to see Chevelle for the first time he was talking we're gonna be in a hotel room there are gonna be candles chocolates she's gonna be wearing sexy lingerie there's gonna be music like he's like you know those those like cd compilations that used to come out in the 90s from like it'd be like oh here's the best best from luther vandross and Here's a Michael Bolton song, and here's like a slow jam from Mariah Carey. Like, this is what Quaylon is picturing. And, sir, <laughs> this is not going to be happening. And you know why? Another reason why it's not going to be happening is because Quaylon's mom, obviously, wants to see her son when he gets out of jail. And this is like strike number two. Quaylon calls and is like, you know what? I'm, I'm filling out my release papers right now, but I just want to ask you a favor. Um, I think they're in Texas. When 
you come to pick me up, can you come and pick, can you go like scoop my mom up so she can join you and we can, you know, I I can see my mom when I get out of jail. And Chevelle's like, "Uh, yeah, (laughs) she's like not into it. Not, she hasn't met her, his mother. So it's not like they have an issue with each other, but I, I think more of it was just like, how am I going to have sex with you for the first time if your mom is going to be there? Which is a fair question, but it's also like, that shouldn't be your priority. Like, it just puts into perspective, like, wh- what she, where her head's at and what she's thinking. Like, you're not considering the fact that, like, his mom has not seen her son out of jail since he was a teenager. Like, of course she wants to see him. So to act like you're like, ugh, like inconvenienced by this, like, yeah, it is an inconvenience, but it's also like a much bigger deal for his mom than for you to be getting laid. You know, like you can't wait a couple days, drop her back off, take him home and then, then get to business. Like you've waited two years. What's another few days, you know, for a mother to see her son, girl, She thinks that his mom is so controlling, but it's like, is she or is she completely normal and you're acting like a weirdo? Anyway, let's end on Destiny. Mm, Bless her. Destiny's 28. Um, She's also in jail for escaping stolen property um, and possession of drugs. She's been in jail for two years. And Sean, who was 45 and a general manager at a um, mechanic shop. Um, he also lives in Vegas. He has six kids. He's never been married, but he has six children with a woman named Kelly. And they were together off and on for 22 years. He said, like, you know, I've never been married, but I've always been in long-term relationships. So, you know, fair. Uh, he's been with Destiny for nine months, but they have never met because according to Destiny... She has gained weight. She sent him pictures, but she says, I, I'm just like really insecure because I've gained weight and I just don't want to see you. I don't want you to see me like that. He's, this dude is like completely overly trusting of her and, oh, he's such a fool. He is such a fool. He's like Lenny from Of Mice and Men. (laughs) He's just a poor, simple man. We meet him at work and his coworkers are like, Dude, I think this chick is catfishing you. There's no way that she's attractive as these pictures um, that you're showing us. Like, not a chance. Destiny, again, is tricking him. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Y'all, listen to this. She calls and says, oh, I'm going to be like, he was under the impression that she'd be getting out in like four to six weeks. She calls him and says, oh, I'm getting out a couple weeks sooner than I anticipated. But, and this is what I'm like, I don't really know. I don't understand. Like when you get out that a bail bondsman needed to be involved, I had no idea. I thought like you were either going to be like on parole or another situation. I didn't know that like bail bondsmen work for people that are coming out of jail unless you're getting them out of jail. Like if they're in holding or if they have, um, you know, bond that they can post. Like I didn't know that this happened for people that had already done time. So she says you have to go to the bail bondsman for whatever reason that's going to facilitate her release. She, and he's like, Oh, well, how much, you know, this is going to be money. Yeah. She's like, yeah, but you should consider it a down payment on our relationship. <laughs> I love you. No. What? Oh, this poor guy. Let me remind you guys. They've been together slash known each other for nine months. Sean has spent 35 thousand dollars between the phone calls and putting money on her books thirty five thousand dollars in nine months you know most of the country doesn't even make thirty five thousand dollars in nine months oh my god he says like you know like i i make a decent amount of money but then later in the episode he says that he's had to dip into her, his 401k and like switch, switch money around a lot to make this happen. Sir, like I know it's probably good money to like be the manager at a, at an auto repair shop, especially if it's like one of the bigger ones, but it's not 35,000 in nine months kind of money, is it? Do I need to be a mechanic? I mean, you know, that you can just, just drop money like that. I don't think so. I don't think so. Sean says that he has an honest relationship with Destiny. <laughs> and production goes, well, have you been completely honest with her? Ding, ding, ding. He says, well, there are a couple things that I'm going to need to tell her when I get out. Ooh. But he doesn't say what they were, so I cannot wait to find out what that is. Um, Sean goes over to the bail bondsman, and the bondsman fortunately is you know i i i usually would think of a bail bondsman person as somebody who's just like give me the money i don't care you're gonna owe me more money because this prisoner is probably not going to do what you're putting this money up for they're probably not going to adhere to the um you know the rules so i'll take your money now and i'm going to take your money in a couple months when this doesn't go right but he's trying to knock some sense into sean and 
uh, you know, the bail bondsman's trying to get, like, a read on their relationship and their situation. He's like, have you ever even met Destiny? And Sean's like, no, I haven't. He's like, you never even visited her? No. And the guy's like... <sighs> and he says, you know, I haven't met people in this situation who have not met the people that they're bailing out. He's like, it's usually not a good idea. So he does try to knock some sense into Sean and say, here's the situation. She's got like $50,000 circumstance here. Basically, um, this is an, like, they put this money up to ensure that she'll, she still has to go to court after this. And they have put $50,000, like, as a kind of, um, what's the word for it? Like a, just like insurance to, um, incentive. It's an incentive to make her do her court meetings because otherwise she's going to owe us $50,000, owe the jail $50,000. So what he has to do is put down a non-refundable, non-refundable deposit of $5,000. And if she does not come, then he's going to owe the rest of the 45000 And this is completely on him. It's his responsibility. So she's also a flight risk, Destiny. She's been in and out of jail since she's 14. And... You know, she also, like I said before, has an escape charge against her. So she is, you know, somebody that shouldn't be trusted, basically. Sean, of course, thinks that Destiny is going to change uh, because his dad was in jail and his dad was able to reform. And even though his own father told him, I am the one who understands how people work in jail this woman is tricking you and is probably not going to work out for you. He's still taking the fact that like his father was able to get out of jail (laughs) as proof that she's going to be okay. Y'all, you guys, this season of Love After Lockup is going to be an absolute hot mess. Please watch this show. Please. It's on WeTV. I highly encourage you guys it's a show unlike any other and like I said before you know we're gonna be hitting a little bit of a dry spell in terms of reality shows and other tv shows scripted shows coming out so hop on the love after lockup train choo choo we're running at full force right into the wall I am so very